0: You better grab a snack if you get hungry easily, Romance Nerds, because we're cooking up some food on the podcast
1: today. Someone's in the kitchen Kitchen with my, I don't know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Music here. Hey there, Romance Nerds, I'm Jen. And I'm Jackie.
0: We're two librarians from Nopal in upstate New York, and you're listening to Raging
1: Romantics. In this podcast, we like to think a little too deeply about romance books. If you're into theory, history, and raging about Romancelandia, then you should stick around.
0: Please be advised that some of the things we talk about may not be suitable for younger listeners. Content warnings for episodes are
1: available in the show notes. Jen, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's Let's rage! rage. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jackie. My neighbor just texted me saying, I just made cinnamon buns. I texted back. You mean like grammar used to make? cinnamon, Synonym and grammar. Oh! <laughs> Maybe I should have gone with the escargot <laughs> joke instead. That's okay. I just can't spell, so I had to think for a second. Yeah, just, looking know. at it now, I'm like, okay. I'm super Well, smart. here, how about this one? Hmm. Did you hear how they caught the great produce bandit? How? He stopped to take a leak. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <I> can't laugh. <laughs> That's like what I would tell a five-year-old. Yeah. Something in Captain Underpants. Which dessert is perfect for eating in bed? I don't know. A sheet cake.
0: Oh, okay. There's our okay. romance one. There we one. go. There, we, there go. we go.
1: I was trying to find like chocolate covered strawberry jokes and oh. they were not cute. appropriate. That's so a cute. The
0: the sheet one is very cute. Okay. And there it's very go. appropriate since, you know, we also have between the covers and yeah, now we've
1: got exactly. the sheet that goes exactly. with the covers. I built up from a really bad joke to the sheet cake. So good job. Good. There we go. I
0: hope you were very impressed with her romance nerds. <laughs>
1: It's hard right now, guys.
0: Okay. But happy June to everyone. We're halfway through 2023 already. I know it's crazy. So we hope you've had a good year so far. And if you haven't, at least it's almost (laughs) over. So it's halfway
1: there. Glass
0: half full. (laughs) Silver lining somewhere. Okay. We're halfway to Christmas. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's also officially Pride Month. (gasps) Woo! So longtime romance nerds will know that Raging Romantics is a library sponsored podcast that our beloved employer, Northern Onondaga Public Library, lets us do. So, hey. Maybe think about wandering into your local library and checking out a queer romance or attending a program or, you know, just looking at some pride displays because it is another way you can support libraries. And if you're a fan of the podcast, we really hope that this is the month you guys go and check one out.
1: There's going to be so many like libraries all over the place do so many fun things for Pride Month and it's all colorful and Mm
0: -hmm. happy. And And I think especially this year, we're going to go hard. Yes. For uh, certain real world political stuff we're not going to get into yeah. on this particular <laughs> podcast. But again, this is the month to show up at your local library and show some support and enthusiasm. We could really use the numbers, honestly. Yeah. Like,
1: and if all you do is check out like two books. Even better. That's even totally better. Totally great. Give the book some circ. Yes, please. So big help there.
0: And finally, if you're in the Syracuse area, I also want to let you know that Nopal is having our first book sale of the year at the Brewerton Fire Station from June 8th to the 10th. Yeah. It is a massive sale. The friends have been collecting books all year, and every inch of that building is going to be covered in books. Like, I went last year. It's insane. Yeah. There's also really great deals, and it's yet another way you can support the library. Yeah. So please think about that this June. We love you guys. Hopefully, if you've learned, like, anything, if you've ever laughed at us, you you think about doing something this month, because it'd be a big help. So with all that out of the way, are you ready to talk about food, Jackie? Always ready to
1: talk about food. Yes, me too. I love Uh, food. I just had ice cream, and it was kind of a letdown, so now I'm, like, thinking about what I can eat next. Well, I got cookies. Oh that's true. Yeah. I'll go steal some cookies. I have a cookie. Jen's cookies are the bomb. They are. They're they like truly, the best thing I do. They uh, well, yeah. But yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah forget library <laughs> stuff. It's like the cookies that she I She guards be doing. this
1: We've talked about how closely she guards yeah. this recipe.
0: If I die or if I leave Syracuse permanently, that is when I will share the chocolate chip cookie recipe. And
1: it's gotten me in and trouble. It's be People a get scavenger very, hunt.
0: Well, that's if I die. Okay. And that's if I die of scurvy because it's going to okay. be a whole pirate theme. Okay. Right? Okay. Yes. If I die like normally, I'm thinking instead I want to have my Uh, eulogies be like a contest among the participants of the funeral and then at that point then like the estate can go to whoever wins. So who judges though? That's been a constant question and I haven't figured out those details in my funeral. But hopefully I'm just not gonna die. Hopefully it will be just like I leave Syracuse for a job.
1: Jen is trying new fruits now, so you know she hopefully won't die of scurvy. I don't know. We'll see. It's still pretty touch and go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little like okay. There's more green stuff in the diet. Let's talk about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I can I be honest with you guys and with Jackie please? No, uh really the whole point of this podcast is to tell you guys the new term for romances featuring food because it is very cute okay i will stretch this out to like a 30 40 minute podcast whatever (laughs) but this really could have been like 15 seconds (laughs) because i just i want to tell everyone that foodie romances are now known as drum roll please
1: Go. okay apron tuggers oh that's adorable that amazing
0: apron tuggers i screamed I when i saw that name yes thank you thank you that's all i wanted to say i'll see you guys next episode play me <laughs> out no i'm kidding i'm kidding I, I will be good and i will do this whole thing i can definitely stretch it out because i love food okay i've got a lot to say about food and how it can feature in romance, but it's just
1: like apron tuggers is so it's adorable. Oh I God, will I say this so is much. the most Gen episode I think we could get. Like the cryptids might have yes. been the most Jackie episode. This mm-hmm. might be the most general episode. We'll see.
0: I don't know. I'm not going to like stretch this out too long and there's only so much you can say about food because it's so broad, but like the apron tuggers, it's just, it fits with so many different facets because yes. it's like it tugs on your heartstrings, yeah. it tugs on your apron. It could be a euphemism if your mind isn't the gutter. It's just it's so beautiful.
1: Like so beautiful. Book, but with yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you know, you know. I do yeah. not want to get in trouble though. So. <clears throat> okay.
0: <laughs> Moving on. I hope you can agree with me, Jackie. But for myself, I've noticed that there's been a lot more food centered romances yes. coming out in like. The last two or three years. I would argue that food has always been a feature in romance. Oh, yeah. But like, especially the last year, there's been all this like creative like food truck, donut, like falafel, like a lot of stuff coming out suddenly. And I don't exactly have a firm idea of why that specifically, just like a couple of theories. I feel like people are maybe searching for a lot of comfort and safety after the pandemic, mm. and that's translating to more food romances because, you know, a lot of food is very, like, soothing and comforting. I think, too, food is very closely related to genres like cozy mysteries, and there's just becoming a lot of overlap between cozies and romance. Fans of the genres are just starting to mesh them together. Now you can't actually find, like, cozy romances. And you know, there's cozy fantasies. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, jeez, all this cozy stuff going on. I know everything
1: about fantasy. Yeah, that's fair. That was a dumb
0: question. We've talked before that publishing goes through a lot of trends and cycles, and you know, for whatever reason, apron tuggers. (laughs) I just love saying that. (laughs) For whatever reason, apron tuggers are just like really selling. lately. yeah, I think too. Reality shows like The Great British Bake Off. Yes, they've mainly made food competition plots specifically very popular. They're and like a very specific
1: brand. Yes,
0: of like great british bake-off because we still haven't really seen like a nailed it version Jessica kane did do a nailed it series and that's about it and that was really the platform for how she got like her characters together
1: and i feel like there have been a couple reality baking or like cooking books where it has been like comedically bad exactly yeah but, yeah, I can't think of any that mm-hmm. are like purposely you set out to fail. During yeah, the but
0: really, you want like the tension of like, yeah, the bake off, you want the heat of the kitchen exactly, just Spice like heat up other places. <laughs> <laughs> right so and obviously cooking shows and contests online have also just given us an opportunity to talk about food more and on a bigger scale than i think we did a couple decades ago i mean i like i read those theories online of like oh we're just talking about food more than ever and i can't believe that's true but i do think social media has just put us in like a different minefield i think we're sharing it more yeah and we're talking more people are sharing yes and it's like a thing now where you put your lunch out there yeah about like i read a lot of cookbooks and a lot of blogs and people like she does really go into detail about some of this stuff
1: because yeah thinking about it, the far like what am I trying to say? Mm. So Julia Child, the Julia yeah. and Julia project, right that was like maybe one of the earliest ones I can think of mm. where somebody who is like not classically trained yeah. went in specifically to like. Mm-hmm go for some classical cooking and like yeah. really shared it. Mm-hmm. But now it's like everybody there's a whole yeah, section it's basic. on TikTok. Like on everybody media, does it. Yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like aesthetic bento boxes yeah. are all over the place. I mean Selena
0: Gomez has made a whole show about yeah. her um like trying to learn how to cook. Yes. Which was know? adorable. Which I guess is interesting now that we say that out loud. I think it's more acceptable to be like an amateur. Yeah.
1: Because
0: before I think it used to be you either had a chef or you were a housewife. That's true. You know I think yeah. there's more availability for people to cook that today.
1: That's interesting.
0: I thought of that as I talked. This is yeah. why I like talking to Jack. You always hey. think of stuff that I didn't have in my my article. Just ahead bounce of time. it off each yes. other here.
1: Like spaghetti noodles. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, we say all of this, but honestly we could be totally off base and it's just been a couple of very hungry editors <laughs> it's like always. the last two years. And that is why we are seeing all these donut cupcake romances. But regardless I think the kitchen is open and the authors are cooking up more apron tuckers than ever, no matter how we got here. (laughs) So I do not think it is a shocking or controversial statement when I say uh, readers really love food and readers really love romance. So, of course, the two pair very well together. It's a beautiful pairing. Yes. So today I want to talk about food and cooking and the aspects of both that authors love to carry over into their plots and themes. Because it is. It's a lot, especially when you look at just the sheer number of types of food in romance. It's not just like, oh, let me have my little cooking show. I also want to clear up from the beginning. Uh, This is not really going to be discussion about nutrition or anything too loaded with that language. All right, we're talking about food and more of a cultural sense uh, today. My favorite okay. kinds. Yes, I am the last person to ever discuss vegetables in depth. This is very true. So I'm not going to sit here and it, this is not like a calorie nutrition broccoli no, no.
1: like. We're talking about the joy of yes. food and yes. creating food because yes. I'm 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 also a cook. Right, Jen is a baker. Mm-hmm. She also cooks, but I'm, I'm more trying. of a cook. cook yeah, and I love feeding people yeah. i love the process of cooking mm-hmm. of like planning and then yeah. putting food in front of people and watching them eat
0: i love that there's like a ritual to it yeah i know that that feels a little pretentious of me to say it, but i love like starting at my kitchen counter and i've got all my stuff in front of me
1: and i'm like ready to go and like and then the panic of when you're like oh my god i don't have this what can it. i substitute <laughs> and then you're like paul hollywood is yes. judging me right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's just a lot of love in cooking that yes. i'm really excited to talk about with yeah. you guys today so Yeah, at the risk of a lot of fat jokes, I love food and food prep, and I love the important place it has in our society. But you know what? If you guys are not the same, if you think I'm giving this too positive a spin, or you want to share your own take, don't forget to email us at RagingRomantics at org. Well, now I'm curious. What do you think is the bad take of the food side? I think for some people, if you really struggle with eating, and I do know there are people that you eat to survive. Yeah so like i i I am still gonna argue that i think even the people that are like oh i hate food i would eat like a nutritional shake if i could get away with it there is still something about it that like triggers childhood nostalgia Mm. there's something about it that like speaks to your culture how you grew up okay so even if you are one of those people that's like i hate food at all like i'm sure you still have some memory of like your guardian cooking pancakes on a sunday morning Okay. Or like the way okay. like Christmas dinner felt.
1: I see. I see what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Negative associations. Okay. Yes.
0: So just in case, you know, you're, you're feeling that way, just let me know. I'd love to hear your take. But yeah. I think uh, like I'm going to take a crazy assumption. I think probably 95% of people will respond pretty well to yes. this. So we'll and see. Here's, here's
1: a tangent. We have recently had a lot of listeners from Maine. Oh, yeah. What is Maine, that about? We see you. We yeah. love you. I love Maine. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to send us some like lobster rolls. Yeah, go for it. Totally chill. <laughs> we love Maine food. I love Maine food. How I are they going to send you lobster rolls? It's going to rot. Freezer. You freeze it and you ship it. Oh, okay. Just send me the lobster Mm -hmm. because they're really expensive. Beautiful. Okay. So- this is not going
0: to exactly be an episode full of hot takes because hey here's another very lukewarm not shocking point at all again but uh, food is pretty important to most people (laughs) right don't say like I said I know there's a lot of people who basically eat to survive or they don't enjoy eating or they've got like some conflicted feelings about it but I'm going to argue that food is still pretty foundational for all of us regardless Mm. okay I don't think I've ever met a person who didn't have some kind of special food or preparation or ritual that connected them to their own childhood or family or culture it's Mm -hmm. just very nostalgic no matter what you do my grandmother was very italian so most of my memories of her are hanging out in her kitchen or eating her special tomato sauce mm. or having like the seven fish christmas dinners which is a very sicilian yeah. thing so when i was really little i still remember being so excited to eat a spoonful of frosting my mother offered me that i ran too quickly oh no and i tripped and i sliced my toe really oh. good on the oven drawer because oh, no. it was sticking out you know it's just like things like that that come to mind yeah Right. I probably talk too much about foundational parts of being human with certain topics in other episodes, but I am saying that food more than any of the others I've talked about is the one. Mm. It just speaks so much to your culture, your family, how you grew up. If you want to be practical, food is also very necessary for your survival. So there's not much more universal human need than you could get them with food. If you don't eat, you die. Simple as that. Mm. And one of the great things about food is that everyone has different (coughs) ways to prepare and enjoy it. So as much as it signifies details about our own culture and lives, it also gives us something new to share with each other.
1: Yeah, I think, too, in my family, the kitchen is yeah. a big part. It's like, a gathering it's place. It's the gathering place. Mm-hmm. And for my family, that is where whenever, because my family runs a business yeah. out of our home. So whenever people come over, it's we have a cup of coffee at the kitchen mm-hmm. table, and we talk. And that kitchen yeah. table is over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's just like- It's the stories it's, it's seen. It's the stories it's seen. Yeah. And I've always told myself, if I ever want to, I could record my parents telling stories mm-hmm. and like call it kitchen tables yeah. <laughs> or something like that, kitchen tales. Mm-hmm. But it's I think even if it's not the food aspect, yeah. even if you are one of those people who are Like, I'm just not a foodie, right? right? I think that we can all understand the aspect of gathering together to eat, of like being in a similar spot Mm -hmm. and like talking things over in the kitchen
0: there's this british reality show i really love about kitchen design that i watch with my mother for the love of kitchens Ooh. and they talk all the time the kitchen is really the heart of the home yeah that is where people really hang out yeah i know it's like oh the living room or the tv room or the whatever but like kitchen is where yeah you have your cup of coffee you've got like your piece of cake you have your dinner you have your seven fishes and where that's you do where your you, homework yeah is... that's where you connect with people
1: where you cry where mm-hmm. you take zoom exactly calls. <laughs> <laughs> where you it's... do library meetings during the pandemic
0: absolutely everything <laughs> So I'm already very fond of food just because I bake so much. But food is just a very special thing regardless. And it makes total sense that it's in romance and other genres so often because like, like, like no, duh. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm hopefully preaching to the choir at this point. (laughs) Right. I think in general, too, it also lends really rich details about a character Mm. that authors can take advantage of. Like I've already given you a ton of backstory about me by just being like my grandmother was super Italian.
1: And if you ever want to share that special tomato sauce recipe. She was
0: so stubborn about sharing it. I wonder where you get it from. Well, that too. Yeah, but no, it died with her because she, like my mother has a general idea of how to make it, but Graham was like very secretive about the amount of stuff. So like mom has, has gotten the recipe quote unquote from her, but when she makes it, she never, it doesn't, it doesn't taste right. So mom's theory has always been like Graham lies about the amount of things. Yeah. Like, so it's just gone, Ugh, unfortunately. So, like, so that's the other sad thing of like, that it's gonna live in my memory forever. Yeah. Cause, like, it, like if you have older relatives, I would suggest filming them or like getting yes. it down. I thought I had get time, the I did not. Just pick, like, take that as a, like, a call to action from me.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, go get it. Cause, yeah, yeah I'm very sad without the tomato sauce. Ugh. Cause, no, I'll never have it again. And, but Graham was like, wanted to be the person who could make it, which is fair. The same way I am about my cookies, it's <laughs> my social currency.
1: Social currency. That's yeah, a good for I, I, I like it. I get away with yep.
0: stuff. <laughs> and all of that plays into food being a love language. For sure. Obviously. I know it's on in that stupid list of love languages people like to do. It's physical fiction. I read a really good
1: article about how the seven love languages are however. Yeah, is exactly. actually only meant for neurotypical people. Yeah. No, it's so Especially like white cisgender neurotypical. It's like, it's just like some... It's like some Christian pastor
0: who yes. like, threw it together. Yeah. Like, we're not going to rant about it, but I am not a fan. I don't think that's too controversial for me to say. I'm not a big fan of love languages. Honestly, when I read that list of long- love languages, I'm like, every single one of these applies to me. How yeah. am I supposed to pick?
1: Yeah. I want but everything. food isn't in there. Food Feeding people be. isn't in there.
0: Well, listen, since the love languages are made up, I am adding food if I want to. Yes. So all done. Food is magically <laughs> a love language, which honestly, it should be regardless. Yeah. Okay. My grandmother loved fussing over people with food. Food is usually the first thing you bring to people who are sick or having a rough time or suffered some kind of tragic loss. It's a symbol you physically hand to someone Mm -hmm. that says, hey... I like you enough that I want you to be fed and well and nourished or to have like a special treat because I'm thinking of you or whatever.
1: Does that mean my text earlier when I was like, do you want any ice cream? And you said no. You were like, oh, thanks. Yeah, no. I mean, oh, I really, I
0: really appreciate it. I just didn't know cookie witches were an option because yeah. I'm not like, I wasn't in the it's mood okay. for It's okay. It was a really big letdown. So yeah. See that? So it. it's just because I do love a cookie witch. Yeah. But no, it is like a physical sign of like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I care about you. I am like spending money and effort and time yeah. to make this for you so you can eat and nourish yourself.
1: And something yummy. In Exactly Enjoy.
0: to like just here's a little thrill of your day. Yeah, you know, like it really says a lot. Food seems quiet, but it's you're you're kind of saying the quiet part out loud when you bring somebody oh like God. a brownie. I like
1: that food mm-hmm. seems quiet, but it's really
0: not. It's like it's unspoken yeah. love. Yeah, to me, is go. food.
1: <sighs> I just you out the apron emotional. strings
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's an apron tugger. <laughs> So a lot of times, too, if you want to spend time with someone, you suggest going out to dinner or brunch. Mm. Right. Think about how many dates people
1: have over food. Ugh, I hate dating.
0: Well, that's fair. But like it's a very <laughs> big deal to eat with somebody. Yes. Right. There's a we- there's a reason why to break bread is a phrase when you share a meaningful connection over a meal. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're seeking a peace or an understanding or like a common ground. And, you know, in some cases, depending on the, the yeah. family. Yeah. <laughs> We've definitely seen some awkward yeah. dinners. And again, pretty safe for me to admit. I don't really not going to be any crazy moments in this podcast, but I love sharing food and I constantly bring food into work or send food to yes. my friends. Can confirm. Yeah. Baking is one of my favorite hobbies. And I love making birthday cakes for my staff here or just trying out new things. And then I bring it in because like a little is I can't eat it all myself. But it is also like I genuinely love like bringing stuff into people.
1: And feeding people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's great. I love it. So, again, what a shock that food appears so often in romance novels. Like, can't figure that out. (laughs) I hope that was very sarcastic because, like, duh. (laughs) Again, a lot of this is going to be just duh. And I hope, like...
1: I think you're good. good. Yeah, this shouldn't be shocking
0: anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Food is also so broad of a concept that there's just a ton you can do with it plot-wise. yeah. I've seen everything from... Restaurant or bakery ownership, starting some kind of food-related business, food competitions, family secret recipe drama, Mm. being a food blogger or reviewer, exploring histories or lives through cooking food, food trucks, famous food stars, and just on and on and on. There's like a gazillion plots you can do with food. There's just a lot of possibilities wrapped up in food itself for the plots. And it's really smart, I think, for writers to take advantage of it and try new flavors of old tropes. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Yay! And it ends up being really applicable everywhere. There are a ton of YA romances that mm-hmm. deal with food, and while we're not a cozy mystery podcast, like oh my god, yeah, a ton of those also has some kind of food-related occupation or like topic as well. That's like the, the thing. market. Yeah, that's the thing. Like a cozy mystery, it's either gonna be like a library or a bakery. No parm, no foul. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or, who's the Who's the author who has like all the recipes? Ellery Adams. I think they all do that. Yeah. All the ones I re- I finally did read a cozy mystery, and yeah, it has yeah. The, the
0: recipe in the back. It's Very like.
1: Good part of the lobster shack mystery I think it's part of the rule you know, Cheddar Late Than Never. I'm thinking of all the titles. They're just, they're all really fun. Yeah. And
0: speaking into that, I'm really, I'm hoping you have an opinion on this, Jackie, oh because I feel like you read it more than I do. Okay. Because I find one of the appeals of an apron tucker is that it's often very idealistic instead of realistic. Because, mm-hmm. like, for all of our, oh, we have such beautiful memories of food, yada, yada. I do think it's popular for like the same reasons a cozy mystery is popular, right? Readers really like the idea of working in a bakery or going around on a food mm. truck or whatever. But the reality of the jobs are very different. Oh, yeah. Right. It's of those jobs where like aesthetics wise it seems really lovely (laughs) but it's not no it's like a daydream quality yeah right to some of the plots because in real life the hours are very different or like and there's a to toxic working environment, low pay, especially if you're struggling to get a business off the ground. Yeah. But you know, in the books, we can just enjoy working for the waffle place and meeting our true loves at the same yeah. time.
1: No, that's a good that's a good point because again, mm-hmm. you said like the aesthetic versus yeah. reality. The aesthetic of cooking is that kind of like that homey sense yeah. of you're creating that meal, you're you know, maybe you're having sexy time in the kitchen <laughs> and somebody's helping you cook, and yeah. it's just like that kind of romantic, that heat, that tension, or like even just the action of cooking, like we've been talking about for the however many past minutes of like memories or flavor or like Mm -hmm. just enjoying doing something for yourself or for others versus in reality, you know, you're standing up in front of a hot stove oftentimes for hours until your Mm -hmm. feet hurt and then you sit down and you're like, oh my God, why does my back hurt so bad? Or Mm -hmm. if you work in the food service industry, which I have, it is hell (laughs) on earth Mm -hmm. um like i loved it but it was absolute hell yeah and you have to deal with customers you have to deal with people and you have to deal with angry cooks Mm -hmm. and you have to deal if you're having a bad day you have to be service friendly and it's not as pretty as the books do make it seem so yeah the aesthetic the idealistic aesthetic of these books but there are books Mm -hmm. that still make it seem that like walk you through this does suck oh (laughs) that's true but i think that is part of the because it's a trend that you get to
0: hear those other stories of yeah. like, all right, here's the idealistic, oh, this is so lovely, be- like making bread every morning. And then the, and they're like,
1: no, you're up at 2 a.m. Yeah,
0: the people who are actually have worked in them and are writing the books are like, yeah, no, you have no social life. Yeah. Like, you smell weird. Yeah. Like,
1: you're going to bed at six o'clock in the evening.
0: Yeah, you get flour in weird places. Yeah. Well, like, you're yeah. really, like, there's a world of difference between me having like my fancy little baking sessions whenever I like in my home. And then yes. if I actually wanted to run a bakery, which yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't. Yeah, same. No. Like, once in a while, I'm like, God, I could sell these and make yes. way more money than I'm making as a librarian. But that's the other issue. You really don't make any money no. either. No. Like, But it's very nice to read them and be like, oh, here's my fancy food
1: star. Here's a tangent for you. Have you heard of Kate Gate? Oh, I think I ran it said. by you was
0: it that dumb <clears throat> sprinkle thing yes yeah
1: okay so for anybody who's not familiar there was this baker who quote unquote became famous on social media because she was making these supposedly really elaborate cakes mm-hmm. well it came out that she charged ninety dollars for like a rainbow sprinkle cake and it was horrendous mm-hmm. and the person who had it she like put her on blast and then the cook put her on blast and then um the the baker in New York, um what's it not tony yeah tony the baker in new york city i don't know he's famous the cake for like, boss. yeah the cake boss mm-hmm. he like ribbed on this baker yeah. and like it was this whole thing mm-hmm. and then it turns out that she wasn't doing her own cakes and she was stealing <laughs> pictures from other people's okay. social media and yeah so anyways there was a little cake gate tangent for you there is a lot of drama now there's so much drama and i
0: think it goes back to that point of like we are talking about food more often it's just not always as positive
1: and I think that the people who are making the food are becoming, I don't want to call them influencers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are. But they're like getting their names more yeah. well known, especially like if they're on the baking shows like mm-hmm. Great British Bake Off or Cake Boss. Well, you know or, what I was
0: thinking about is that there's so many videos I've seen that is literally just them like constructing the cake. from. It's like just the silence, the yeah. music. It's just like two disembodied hands just yeah. putting this together. And it's like a soothing thing for people. It's almost like an ASMR for yes. your
1: eyes. There's a Maori. Um, I can't. I don't remember his last name. It starts with a G. He's a French chocolatier. Oh, that guy. My friend the and I call guy. him Chocolate Daddy. Because I think his name's actually...
0: I don't know what his nickname is, but I've seen that guy. Yeah.
1: It's like and Chocolate he, Guy. Yeah, and he makes yeah. these amazing chocolate creations. Yeah. He had a Netflix show for mm-hmm. a season, and it was amazing. Um, and he's like the aesthetic of a romance yeah. novel right but there. the
0: thing is again going back to that aesthetic versus reality i've read he's actually a terrible person in real life oh, and I like
1: read he's a
0: really good person i re- will okay i guess we've heard different hey. things
1: yeah
0: you never know because i read he did try to run like a chocolate school yes and apparently it was not really a school he was barely involved he oh. like kind of just took people's money and barely helped and they didn't really learn for what the amount was they put gotcha. in so he was almost running a scam but he had uh. like this veneer of like look at this amazing things i can create i can show you how to create it and it ended up being kind of like
1: like a bust yeah yeah interesting Interesting. so again going back to like Obviously, he's
0: very skilled. Like, he can't fake the stuff he's doing no. in his videos. I noticed, too, um, it's becoming a problem, like, on YouTube to have, like, these weird baking hacks that people lie about. Yes. Like you the know, seven just, minute, again, for, like, like the, the seven-minute hacks
1: or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it's, like,
0: real people will actually do these things of, like... And they're terrible. Yeah, I saw this one. They wanted to, like, boil something in the microwave to make caramel, and it just did oh. not work. But, of course, it's, like, you can edit the footage so it looks like it works. So it, it looks. looks like you did. Yeah, yeah, no, you have to make caramel on the stove. And I have there's... made caramel. You cannot do that in the microwave. No, no. It's a mess.
1: Caramel's painful. No, and you gotta get it hot like hot enough too to melt. Yeah. And then there's those people who are kind of who look like they're making mm-hmm. those videos, but they're actually fetish videos. Yeah. Have you come across those? Yes. <laughs> yeah, where like the women are like so stepping weird. in cake and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't think I want to be looking at this but I'm fascinated. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting how it spans the spectrum. Yeah,
0: it really does and that part is not as frequently represented in romance but I feel like it probably will be eventually of like somebody hunting down like the fetish videos or proving hey like these tricks are not real they're just like it's like clickbait
1: farms. Mm. You know, you're, they're just trying to get the views. Or yes, okay. So here we go. Here's a plot for you. Yeah. So she used to be a baker a Mm -hmm. chef like somebody who was really and then for whatever reason she fell out and like she couldn't not that she couldn't make it you know she couldn't make it so she ends up doing these fetish like hack videos Mm -hmm. but some of her hacks are actually super successful and get her noticed by this famous chef who's Mm -hmm. like hey come work for me yeah. and you know meet cute kind of like OnlyFans mm-hmm. but yeah. with fetish food <laughs> sorry this Mandy. Would be like an
0: Amazon Kindle thing and not a mainstream yes. thing probably well I
1: mean hey the well, nanny you just never came know. out that's and, true yeah that one's an OnlyFans and like Merry
0: Little Christmas I would have thought would have yes. been like indie
1: Merry Little Meet Cute Merry Little Meet Cute thank you we're one. reading that this year right yeah. yes Merry mm-hmm. Little Meet Cute that's what I'm thinking because I've yeah. never
0: seen it like a porn star in, in yeah mainstream this
1: could be interesting yeah there, there you go authors there's a plot for you <laughs>
0: But I do think it shows like just the the reach now of food Mm. and there's like food communities and there's like people that identify as like these foodies and And it's just a bigger part of life in a weird way.
1: And even within those communities, you have all these sub communities. Yeah. Like you have like you could have the vegans Mm -hmm. you can have the vegetarians you can have the omnivores you can have like the uh the people who go out and they're foraging Mm -hmm. or the people who are like wild cooking
0: i feel like there's a lot of people who normally like a lot of these food traditions and prep come from you know like your grandmother did it and like you learn from her but it's like there's all these people kind of just establishing these new totally new practices Mm -hmm. and like ways of handling it just through social media and like learning through tiktok instead of grandma
1: yeah YouTube which is really interesting. YouTube is your friend. Yeah. But I mean also I I think you said we we're going to talk about this later about like um mm-hmm. uh, oh, like cultural right foods hey, look- and like <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at that. I'm Perfect. right on it. Yeah. But like how I've been reading a lot recently about millennials and like a lost generation of knowledge sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. So, like generational trauma right. and how our generation specifically, or even Gen X um, onwards, could have lost a lot of this stuff from mm-hmm. our parents and our grandparents yeah. not carrying on these older traditions. Either mm-hmm. they were lost during the Depression or World War II, mm-hmm. lost family members. You know, um, there was a lot of cultural strife going yeah. on in the mid century. So, we lost all of this kind of cultural knowledge. Mm-hmm. And now we're coming back to it with our own cooking and our own generations and our own children, mm-hmm. and trying to learn like, hey, what food did our our people
0: yeah cook? I think too in general like parents just assumed we didn't need to know that stuff anymore yeah like I did not do any kind of shop class I did not like I don't know how to take care of my house they just assumed like I would figure that out by myself Taxes, you know how to do yeah taxes. it's like instead of in school instead of shop class I had to go like take the stupid standardized test 20 yeah. times Ugh. you know so like I can see that there is probably a lot of knowledge lost yeah
1: and then That's an so interesting like, point. now you trying to recreate your grandma's yeah. secret sauce and you're like well I kind of know, know, but I don't really know. Yeah, because she
0: was so secretive,
1: Grandma. Yeah, thankfully my grandma wrote everything down. And so my great-great-grandma's chocolate mayonnaise cake Mm -hmm. we still have a recipe for in, like, original handwriting. Mm -hmm. But, I'm really jealous. Sorry. it's okay. I'm just like, God, Grandma, why'd (laughs) you do that to me?
0: (laughs) And, like, kind of bouncing off of her point, I wanted to throw this in here anyway because I thought it was a great – kind of twist like not a twist but like a like an interesting with, pivot yeah. yeah i read in one of the articles that i was using to research this that farah Heron, who is the author of accidentally engaged said that food romances are a great way to tell stories about different cultures or people of color she says that where the most recent food trend has sprung from is actually because if we want to write yeah. a story where people can see a tiny bit into our culture that food would be at the forefront yeah which i think i have seen a lot of yes. it hasn't just been like The not cliche but like the typical like oh cupcake shop it is like yeah yeah, it is like there's like this great book about um, like a woman trying to rediscover like the traditional Chinese recipes like you said from her family and like going through her grandmother's cookbook to kind of like figure out her own life this way.
1: There's um, a new one that just came out. It's called Sorry Bro, and yeah. it's about Turkish Armenian culture. Mm-hmm. And like one of the, it's not really spicy, but one yeah. of the spicy scenes it mm-hmm. kicks off with she's learning about Turkish coffee. Right. and like the hero- the love interest is pouring the other heroine a yeah. Turkish coffee. And she's like, "Watch me." Oh, yeah. yes, and like with a fancy hand gesture. Yeah. yeah, so okay, that is like, yeah, that one's I get good that. One. And yeah. Tessa Bailey has one too, which yeah. I think is Cuban food. Mm-hmm. I Love Cuban food. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and it's hot and hammered. Oh, no, not, not Hot Hammered. It's the other one in the series. Oh. It's book two in the series. Okay. But it's Hot and Hammered is like the first one, I think. Anyways, I'll put it in the show notes for <laughs> <Okay>. you guys.
0: <laughs> in general, too, apron tuggers are starting to become really inclusive. And they also feature a lot of queer yeah. characters, right? You can argue this is where romance is heading towards anyway. Like, romance is very inclusive and trying to be progressive we've been putting a lot of pressure on publishers in general for sure but like it's cool in general to not just see the typical cupcake shop but recipes about egg curries like in accidentally engaged right the author had a really interesting tidbit in the article about being unsure of what food to center the plot of her book around because the whole point of accidentally engaged is uh it's like these two people coming together to film content about like how to make this sandbar styled egg curry because realistically that's actually what the author's family eats not just like tandoori chicken which is most people what most people assume for indian cooking yeah even though yeah most readers are more familiar with that dish and she had to kind of think of like well no because this is kind of what my family eats it's like i read it's kind of like a hearty comforting sort of dish
1: Mm, so that shows
0: more of like a, a real peek into the culture yeah. I think and I think that is something that people are really hungry for
1: hey <laughs> plus it adds so much like flavor flavor <laughs> to the plots <laughs> and like because yeah. there's so many different types of food mm-hmm. out there and like you can focus on a different food for each yeah. individual book like um You know, you could focus on Russian food and like traditional Slavic foods, Mm -hmm. or you could focus on like Southern Appalachia recipes and all that sort of stuff.
0: I think if the industry is really trying to be more diverse and include more authors of color, more like, yeah, it's such an easy starting point. It's like cheating almost to be like, people love food, people love trying new food. It's so easy, I think, to center. Not center maybe, but to have the food be such a vehicle to actually reach yeah. different kinds of audiences about this particular and culture topic. Like you said, it doesn't
1: have to be centered. It doesn't have to be a plot no. point. It doesn't have to be what the entire thing it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a cooking show. Right. Like the book Sorry Bro, it can just be that one scene Moment. of like mm-hmm. Turkish coffee. Let's talk about Turkish coffee right. and this is how you pour it and this is how you mm-hmm. make it. And it turns a little sexy, so hey. Speaking of sexy, hey, I saw your spicy. Not note. To,
0: yeah, not to get too spicy on a work podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is something about food that uh, can I yeah. say is really sensual, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, not all romance books feature the characters <laughs> getting hot and heavy in the kitchen. Depends yeah. on if it's a closed door romance or not. But I think the ritual of preparing food, plus the eating itself, and the feeding, and the feeding. Thank you. It's very easy to turn that into a very intimate, like lush experience. Mm. I'm a big Nigella Lawson fan, and if you've ever watched her show, you know what I'm talking about with just the way she cooks and the way she like appreciates and just loves the ingredients yeah right in the intro to her newest series she keeps calling the kitchen a pleasure palace right it's that kind of language and that kind of just like open enjoyment yeah of food yeah that is just really like Chrissy Teigen went viral too for admitting she sometimes cooks nude, right? Certain foods are seen as aphrodisiacs, yep. right? I'm going to say another crazy assumption. And guess when most people plan something romantic for their partner, there's usually a food element there, yeah. right? Even if it's just like with wine or little tidbits of food. Yeah. Like I've never seen anybody take them out for like a romantic bike ride. I have. They're, oh, okay. Well, I've never seen like a romantic trip to the zoo. I have. How? But okay. Do they bring food though? There's still some kind of, like, take you out after...
1: Okay, so this is something else I want to talk about because Mm. we keep saying food in these, but there's also the whole aspect of, like, drinking and alcohol. Not, like, drinking alcohol specifically, but, like, Mm -hmm. beverages and beverage intake. Are we including that in food? We could.
0: I wasn't going to too so much because I feel like...
1: it's kind of different.
0: It depends because I feel like with wine you get into, like, vineyard plots, which is a little different because to me that's more of a business plot. Like, there is obviously the characters that, like, love the wine and they have all the... The sentiments of like enjoying the wine and letting it breathe and that's and its
1: whole like sommelier culture is like yeah it's, whole. its whole talking other about thing. pleasure palace and yeah. like uh, nigella going back and, to that like mm-hmm, indulging like, like a sensual kind of it's experience thing. yeah
0: so i do it's like an overlap yeah because i think it's very possible that with some of the wine or the alcohol it's just like well this is like what you do on a date yeah and to be fair like if i'm being biased because i don't drink let me know if maybe like alcohol is more well, important like, to you
1: i keep coming back to the coffee scene yeah. but coffee is big yeah. in my family like we are coffee right. drinkers and like mm-hmm. when somebody comes to the family they bring us coffee right they bring us Dunkin'. like my mm-hmm. family is a Dunkin' a la hoy yeah two cream two sugar mm-hmm. um but i th- i think yeah i think they do have to be separated because i think that their plots do get different and like, a little bit it depends yeah I'm thinking of those scenes like where they're enjoying things yeah. outside of it being wine or. Yeah. Because I've never seen anybody describe it like a beer tasting scene mm-hmm. as like. And she groaned sensuously. Yeah. There as is the beer something. Like
0: there's a difference between like beer and cheese and strawberries, oh, right? Oh, and, like, geez. the chocolate slowly pouring down yes. the Or, like, when they're the kneading the bread. Yeah. You should see
1: Jenna and mine's hand gestures yes. right now. Like, there's a
0: lot of stuff going <laughs> there's on There's a here. lot of
1: fingers flailing. Like, the Italian is coming out. <laughs> I don't have Italian, but I have baking <laughs>
0: fingers. <laughs> but that's my point, is there is, like, a food element here. And to, like, kind of go back to your point a little bit, it's not just food. It is, like... The beverages we'll throw that in yeah. here just for the, the sake of it but it is also like the preparation it's like doing it together it's the the actual spread of the table i think yeah. it's just as important too of like okay do you do something really romantic with flowers and candles and dim lighting or is it just like a casual family get together at the kitchen where you each grab your favorite mugs mm-hmm. like
1: mm-hmm. a
0: lot of that says a lot about the plot yeah and like kind of your feelings towards the person and what else is going on yeah like it's these very subtle things sometimes obviously like if you're having like sexy food that's not as subtle (laughs) that is a completely different plot point (laughs) but i feel like a lot of the food does kind of encompass just so many things yeah which is why it was difficult for this episode because i would like write one idea down and i'd like have another one and just go off on a food train yeah food
1: food. yeah so (laughs) plus i feel like we've been seeing food because we've seen it in mysteries but i think we're seeing that baking competition or Mm -hmm. cooking competition kind of expand outwards yeah i've like you said earlier in the episode, we see it a lot in romance. Like, that mm-hmm. is one of a very popular yeah. tropes that you I see. I think it's
0: it's a really good way to put new spins Intention. on these old tropes. So, one of the po- the things I've been seeing the most is, is, like, these Romeo and Juliet star-crossed lover plots with mm. the competing restaurants.
1: Yes. Right? That's been a yeah. really big thing. After or like, I was on Milagro Street.
0: Yeah. Or, um... Raymond and Julieta. Yeah. That, and Julieta Thank you Yeah because I can't say the, yeah. the fancy Ramon. way but, Or like something where like the family Stole the recipe yeah. two decades ago or an enemies to lovers plot And the competition yes. plots where Or like, it's like second chance. Yeah like I hate you guys But I'm going to fall in love with you The closer we get to the prize One and it's of my be favorite ones
1: Is when two exes get put together I do love a second chance oh, yeah. I love it so mm-hmm. much I've and read gotta so gotta many second together. chances lately And
0: it's either fake dating Because you have to pretend to be together Or you just have to try not to kill each other yeah. you It's want like to...
1: forced proximity A oh, fun one that I just mm-hmm. read Was I read one It was gay on the Pacific Coast Trail mm-hmm. And so they're hiking 2,000 miles yeah. But there's still food involved Because they still mm-hmm. have to feed each other on the trail yeah. and he's like I'm gonna share my peanut butter cups with you um, and I'm gonna share my skittles because yeah. skittles are the only thing I can eat right yeah. now or it's like mm-hmm. even water which Jen and I are both water drinkers but let's mm-hmm. be real uh, water is not the most exciting thing I love water in the world I know there's like it's a the whole only side <laughs> of TikTok that's like water talk and people preparing water why it's TikTok weird. Is so weird <laughs> it's so weird but like a weird part thing. of this book was like they go out and they find water together mm-hmm. and I was like that I don't know why but that is just so romantic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That part is. I think,
1: too, I wasn't
0: thinking about this as I was writing the episode, but there's so much excitement in food. Yeah. Just, like, even talking to you. It's, like, clearly there's so much to discuss. Yes. And, like, it gets people really excited and, like, you love talking about food. I think a lot of that energy feeds into the plot of the book. Mm -hmm. Even if maybe it's not a super heavy food-related thing, maybe it's just, like, a scene or it is just, like like a like a family recipe you're really proud of i think that like latches in there very mm-hmm. easily and yeah. it's just like it's either a scene where it's very easy for the characters to talk to each other or it tells you something about the families or yeah. it's just there's a lot of excitement about like i love food yes
1: and it's just fun to read fun about, to talk about fun to read about talk mm-hmm. about fun to think oh i'm gonna you know. try to make that recipe
0: and it is there's like a soothing aspect to food too that like maybe it's not coming across because we're so excited to talk about but just thinking about like like i lost my furnace in march so i've been very cold and basically what i did for three months was just bake constantly because not only was it giving me heat from the oven but it also was like helping me relax and like cope a little bit of like the stress and like i gotta get the water out of my basement and i gotta like buy all this new stuff and like why isn't the insurance getting back to me i could go and like make cookie dough instead and feel better yeah you know so it it isn't just like i would say that's maybe the, the aspect of that's not always super bright and positive and it's like i'm really mad at my insurance so i'm gonna go make a cake
1: and also if you want to dive into the psychology of it a little bit it takes up time yeah so like instead of sitting there for an hour and a half being like oh my "Ah." god i'm just gonna stress over this and i'm just gonna like spiral it's Mm -hmm. like no i'm gonna go mix up some dough i'm gonna make these perfect cookies Mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna watch them as they bake and then they're gonna be perfect
0: yeah and it's something like you actually did productive with your time and one thing too i like about it because i with a lot of hobbies you're stuck with junk after yeah like okay, I not no no shade to you because I know you knit, but like what am I going to do with crochet. knit thing? With crochet, sorry, but like okay, if I suddenly got into crochet, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff to get rid of. Yeah,
1: no, tell me about it. I'm, yeah. I'm at that point exactly. So
0: instead, if I'm like, I can bring the cookies into work
1: and it's gone. That's why I make blankets. Yeah, so <laughs> so, you, so you blankets and give, them, and give blankets away. So you go and give them to people. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, food is it's productive. It's yeah. nourishing. Nourishing. Why do I say it it's like that? Beautiful. Nourishing. Mm-hmm. There's there's that sexy time. There's also like the like the memory aspect of it i still like
0: that time consuming thing you said because like i'm struggling with my cell phone use right now i've had a bunch of times where i just like history was all
1: about like yeah i'm trying to like (laughs) yeah
0: and i'm trying to like hide my (laughs) cell phone or one thing i've been doing is like i'll put on a really long like youtube video or something and then i'll go bake and then that like i literally can't look at my phone
1: because it's like
0: the phone like i'm distracted from notifications on the phone and then i'm also like doing cinnamon yeah rolls or doing something. something with your hands yeah exactly yeah. just something like that so i like stop checking my phone every yeah. 50 hours yeah. every 50 every like 50 times a minute yeah, yeah, yeah. So i can't even do time anymore because my cell phone is just screwed up with my brain you know like just trying to get a break from my it's yeah. like a nice break from real life
1: yeah but again like you said it's productive yeah there's an outcome to it and yeah. there's a productive outcome to
0: it it's like practical alchemy Because you take all these ingredients that shouldn't go together and you mix them together and you get something cool after. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good. And you can usually eat it. Yeah.
0: And it's it's something like you keep practicing. You get better, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still not a great cook. I'm not like amazing, but I haven't poisoned anybody yet. She's a great baker. Baker, yes. I've been baking since I was in sixth grade. (laughs) Food, I really didn't have to cook for myself until I moved out. Yeah. So I've only had that for like 10 years. Yeah.
1: See, meanwhile, I'm the cook of the family because otherwise it's like basic white bread family. And I'm like, no, I want flavor and Mm -hmm. I want good food. I mean, my mom makes good food. I won't say she doesn't make good food, but But I just want something else, something more.
0: Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and that's the way too. You can take care of your family because I'm sure she's really busy with all the horses and like the whatevers. Yep. So you just handle that
1: instead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If only there weren't dishes afterwards. I Hate dishes. So. I think if
0: you've covered everything, Jackie, you're good. So if you haven't tried an apron tugger yet, I hope some of this has persuaded you into sinking your teeth in one. (laughs) I think even if you don't enjoy the romance itself, there's always something to appreciate about the food.
1: There is. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. What is your favorite thing to cook? Bake.
0: Oh, God. Oh, that's a hard question. I think (laughs) the chocolate chip cookies are really easy, Mm. but I get so much satisfaction out of bringing them into people. Mm. And it's really like they're really quick. And like I've got the recipe down and it's i just i like too the secret of having it's not a secret but i love the the power of having frozen dough in my freezer
1: it is very powerful yes i can have emergency She'll cookies roll at almost up with any like time. a bag of cookie dough yeah. and it's like an illegal drug bust or something yeah, it's it's like l- i have
0: cookies exactly so i even though it's simple i think just the the effect of the chocolate chip cookies are some of the most powerful yeah, they do love the cake too yeah love a cake and we i just crazy. got into one well, again going back to like showing love through baking my coat my boss just left so mm-hmm. while she was Bye, here Lisa, you. i know it was awful i made her like her favorite treats every day until she Aww, left
1: that's a good one yeah things like that so i found out
0: through Alyssa, like oh i love making cinnamon rolls because i do actually love that kneading i found like a great one that
1: you let it rest overnight and yes then it's, like so oh my good. god so good mm-hmm. i also learned a trick with cinnamon rolls before yeah. you fill okay so fill the dough right. after it's flat and then cut the strips before you oh, roll it and and then roll, and then roll the individual oh, strips i gotta try that because i screw up so much better i'm so bad at there's your hack them. because okay. i discovered that this winter because okay. i kept like cutting it and it kept smushing and yeah I'm like, oh my god but no so you mm-hmm. lay out the dough yeah. fill the dough and then cut your strips because i am roll up the individual strips
0: i'm still struggling to do like a rectangle when i roll Oh. so well, i think I that, that would be really that helpful that's okay not no good i've watched a bunch lines, of youtube but, but like i can try
1: that yeah to like
0: even just cut it see i think that's the other thing is you like learn all this stuff from food from other foodies and people who like food
1: yeah so let us know what your favorite thing to bake is. Yeah, let me know. Mm-hmm. Share some recipes. We'll yeah. share recipes too. I
0: won't give you my cookie dough recipe, but like <laughs> I did do an amazing Wesley fudge when Alyssa's, like for Alyssa's oh, last day. The,
1: party, the cake, yeah. It was mm. really good. Yeah. Those cakes you made, the cupcakes you made mm-hmm. for my birthday, yeah. the chocolate ones. Mm-hmm. That, America's Test Kitchen.
0: Ugh, divine. And they had the ganache, right? They were filled, right? yes. Yeah. Ugh, they were so like good. a devil's food cake yes. with ganache from America's, uh, perf- yes. America's Test Kitchen uh, perfect cake. Which is like Absolutely so full of it. good cakes. Yeah. That's where I got the Wesley Fudge. Legend for the Wesley Fudge is, is inspired, it was created at Wesley College. And there was some school administrator who was like, "There will be no fudge, there will be no boys, there will be no sugar," and it's just like all these crazy rules. So, so the students ended up creating the cake like in their dorm rooms as a oh my a protest. Basically. I love it. I
1: love it. Let's well, like, my great great grandma's great great grandma. Yeah, great great grandma's chocolate mayonnaise cake is made with mayonnaise yeah. because of the depression.
0: That is a good cake too, by the way. I've made that, yeah. and I love putting um like peanut butter frosting on it.
1: See, I'm not allowed to put any frosting on it Why? because it has to be plain for my oh. family. My grandma used to make flour frosting. Have oh, you ever heard I've of that? Oh, I've wanted to
0: try that. It's like either um, they either call it miracle frosting, or it's also yeah. that eramine or armine. It's I'm, like a. I've never heard that one. It's yeah, ear mine It's like the the weasel, Ermine. Ermine, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never heard it called yeah, that. Yeah, it's ermin frosting. Mm-hmm. They use cooked flour as the thickening yes. agent. Yep, that's what my mm-hmm. grandma used to do. I want to try. I just haven't done it yet. It's pretty. It's easy. on my list. I have a whole uh, oh, bucket list of things. Part of it too <laughs> is just so I don't overload my coworkers with stuff. Yeah. So I got to kind of like do things in stages. Yeah. And I'm also very poor right now. So I'm like cutting back on butter.
1: Butter's so expensive.
0: It's not as bad, but like it's, yeah, you know, it's not great. I get my stuff in bulk, which helps.
1: Remind me to bring you eggs because I That'd have a be lot of I eggs. That'd be great. I really need eggs. Yeah. I so love eggs. Wegmans
0: finally did go down in price, oh, but good. it's still just
1: like a really love Well, I'll bring you free ones. So yes. yeah. there you go. All right. Well, Jen, what have you been reading besides stuff about food? <laughs>
0: so i am still in the middle of how to break up with your phone okay. by katherine price i haven't actually gone into the the phone breakup part <laughs> because she's arranged it so the first half of the book is just very scary statistics about how your phone is ruining your brain and your life oh. and then um i have to get into the how to break up and like she's totally right because as soon as, like I, I needed to take breaks to like check my phone as i was reading this so i'm like great i gotta fix this yeah it's not good my attention's gone i'm like i get distracted very easily i have no sense of memory i like want to do other things with my life than just scroll through the same like two things you know so it's really interesting it's very readable if this is something you guys struggle with interestingly enough like everybody she's talked to about this book and all of her research like literally every single person she talks to they all feel like they have a problem with their phone Mm. so i feel like this is very common yeah so if it's something
1: else you guys are struggling with got it out from the library i still have it out currently but i will return it at some point in my life and the dramatic irony of that is that 98 percent of our listeners listen on mobile devices well i think it's okay because it's not like you you put the podcast in you go and do something like you put it on your car as you're driving don't look at your phone while you're driving no
0: please don't but part of the problem is when you're trying to do something that requires attention And then you're just like scrolling through something stupid, and you just go back and forth. Like the thing that frustrates me is just like going back and forth between like three apps, Mm. just in case something new popped up. Oh, and she does break down the science very easily of like your brain searching for dopamine hits, and the phone like specifically building it so you don't always get rewarded with a check. And it's like, it's very similar to how slot machines work because slot machines are some of the most addictive things. On the planet, like yeah. forget drugs, but yeah. slot machines will like ruin so ding, your ding, life. Ding,
1: and the flashing lights. And, and the... it's
0: basically the same as a phone, except like with a phone, it can actually react back to you, and it's studying like how to get you to stay to keep your attention on the app. Freaky. So there's a lot of very scary science in there. It's a very short book. Oh, geez, sorry. <laughs> it's a very short book. It's 184 pages. So I would check it out. I will let you know how the actual plan goes because okay. I haven't. I got distracted before I could get there.
1: Well, on the opposite end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. um, I read an arc that comes out July 11th, so sorry, it's not out yet, but it mm-hmm. was so good. And I've been mentioning my grandma in this entire episode. You With a View by Jessica Joyce mm-hmm. is hit me as insanely personal because the heroine loses her grandma six months prior to the start of the story um and she was like insanely close and Mm -hmm. she in going through her grandma's belongings discovers that her grandmother had a secret lover (gasps) back before she met her grandfather and then she just left him oh boy i wonder why what did paul do she gets on TikTok <laughs> and she Always makes the TikTok. TikTok video. She's a photographer. She was mm-hmm. a photographer, the heroine. Yeah. Um, but she had a very bad boss, so she got super burnt out, and now she's like laid off from her other job, yeah. and so she doesn't know. It's like millennial burnout. She gotcha. doesn't know what she's gonna do with her life. Yeah. So she posts this video on TikTok. She's like, Hey, my grandmother had a secret lover. Does anybody know who this man in the photographs is? She gets a response. He says, Yeah, that's my grandfather, and he's still alive. Oh and who is the grandson but her high school ex nemesis. Oh. That
0: actually sounds really good. What's they it go called?
1: It's called You with a View. You with the View, okay. And they go on a road trip across mm. national parks in the Southwest. Jeez, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It was so – and, like, there's this one part where she was talking about how she was like, I wish I'd kept well, – what we were talking about, like, writing with her yeah. grandma. She's like, I wish I'd kept every letter my grandmother oh, wrote. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, no. I did keep every letter. Like, I was crying in the break room at work mm. reading this book. Wow. So, yeah.
0: So that definitely sounds like something you guys got to pick up, too. Yes. I want to pick that very up. Very good. That's you with the good.
1: View by Jessica Joyce. And the cover is gorgeous. I will show you the cover. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah. cool. That does look cool. Yeah, and it was that's beautiful. It There's was like, really good.
0: Some of the cartoon covers are iffy, but that yeah. is a good. That's and more we're of an talk illustrative. About
1: cartoon covers in the next episode. Oh, okay. Hey, speaking of, what is our next episode? <laughs> well, it's Pride Month, Woo-hoo! so we are going to be having a special guest star, Thomas. <gasps> finally, we've, <gasps> only finally, finally him, like, we've only mentioned him. have only mentioned a like gazillion two times.
0: Years now. Yeah. So you guys got finally get to meet Thomas. Yes. He was our former coworker who yeah. was really great and like the only other person besides us who loved romance yeah. at Noble.
1: And he has really great opinions. Yeah. Like a lot of opinions it's gonna be a
0: great episode I think so thank you so much to Thomas yeah. I hope you guys tune in and, and enjoy be, Thomas just as much as we do
1: we'll talk about um we're gonna be talking about Stonewall because it was kind of like this really momentous occasion that mm. I think a lot of people don't realize a lot of the stuff that had to go on with it um and then we're gonna be talking about the queer explosion in romance books mm. over the past five years I like explosion yeah it's mm-hmm. a good word but um I think that wraps up the episode and I think we've rambled enough perfect perfect all right well Jen what do we always say rage on bye bye guys
0: Super. so good it's gonna be great listen it's so the last good. one before summer who you know for
1: you yeah yeah you're like <laughs> whatever i'm done okay and we're recording we're good like yeah. that popped up okay yeah. cool well, usually i mean test oh yeah no That's we're good like, okay
0: cool testing